0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Kubernetes Unpacked podcast, where we talk about literally everything Kubernetes related from cloud to on-prem to Kubernetes for infrastructure engineers and developers and everything in between. My name is Michael Levan, and I'm joined today with guest Chad Kroll, who is a Kubernetes expert trainer and consultant. And we'll be talking about the CKA or the Certified Kubernetes Administrator Cert in this podcast. Chad, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Hey, Michael. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here.
0: So the the CKA, uh, you you are the guy when it comes to CKA. You got a book coming out from Manning. Uh, you got some live training coming out, which we worked on together. Uh, and you you do a bunch of stuff. You got I, th- I think you got some courses out there. You got content, blogs, all that good stuff. So. You know, first of all, what is the CKA I and mean, why should why should people even care about the certification in general? Yeah, uh,
1: so I've been training since 2018 and uh, training on uh, DevOps and Kubernetes and other uh, Linux related uh, content. And it's been really fun doing that. I used to work for a um, company called Linux Academy and uh, just being able to share knowledge and, and see that come back and people's you know you know passing exams or uh getting a promotion at work or getting a new job even uh, making a career change so it's been really uh, really fun to see that so it's it's um so it's been great so i my first course uh was back in my first cka course for the for the certified kubernetes administrator exam course was back in 2019 and ever since then i've been kind of on this mission to help everyone pass the uh you know, with flying colors, of course, the the exam. And I have this book that's an early release right now with Manning. It's called Acing the Certified Kubernetes Administrator Exam. And it's I put my heart and soul into it. And so it's kind of like a culmination uh, over the years of, you know, trying to see what works best for, you know, people's study methods. And, you know, this particular exam being that it's a a hands-on exam, you know, it's, it's entirely in the terminal. So it's not a question and answer. It's, you know, you're actually performing the commands to produce uh, the results that they uh, want you to produce. So it's really, it's really different in that way. So, um, which I, I think is great because it, it is more like when you in the real world, when you go to a job, you know, you're asked to do this, that, and the other thing, and you have to perform those, you know, in the terminal and also in a real world scenario, you, you have to you have to do these things as opposed to just writing them down or, you know, talking about them. So it's it's a really good exam.
0: Right. And and, and I think that that's actually why I'm interested in just the Kubernetes exams in general, because, you know, with the standard certification, it's not a bad thing to have, obviously. Right. Like if you have it, there's no ding there. But I've just I've never personally spent my time getting certs because. I always kind of felt like, you know, of course it's all theoretical, which is important, but the other side of it is, you know, it's not practical, right? So, you know, as I'm sure you know, or as I'm sure you've, you've seen as well, you know, you can meet a bunch of people and half of them could have, or they could all have the same cert, but half of them know it very well. The other half just studied for the exam and passed. Right. Uh, But with the CKA and the CKAD, it's, it's not like that, you know, like you actually have to know what you're doing. Like you have to be on the terminal doing it almost like daily, I would say, right? What, what do you think?
1: There's no guessing at the answer, right? You have to either do it or you don't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously this type of exam, you know, it's not like you can go get a book and memorize the book and then go sit at a testing center. You know, you actually, again, got to be on the terminal running Kubernetes manifests, doing configurations with kubectl, all of that. In your opinion, I mean, what is like the recommended time frame for, for somebody to go take it in terms of experience, because the way that I always think about it, right. Is like, you have to be extremely proficient when it comes to Kubernetes, but for a lot of jobs, you know, maybe. Ten or 20 percent of your day may be inside of kubernetes and the other 80 percent is doing something else so how much like actual experience should ha- somebody have going into the cert
1: so i usually recommend people be familiar and have experience with working with both containers and the linux operating system and if somebody's new to kubernetes not necessarily new to linux or containers but new to kubernetes i usually recommend giving them three months to study and prepare for the exam, and I've noticed that that's a good time frame, especially if you're 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 working. Um, as you as you probably know, it's a different it's a different ball game when you're trying to do whatever duties you you're doing at work, and then you're you're studying in nights and weekends. So it's it's a little bit different, and so I I really like to recommend three months. Uh, is a good time frame to complete you know the the whatever course you're going through or you know whatever book you're reading or uh, to really get down the the practice element of this exam because like I said it's inside of a terminal you're going to have to be familiar with performing the commands almost to the extent where it's gonna have to be second nature right so you're going to have to rely on that that muscle memory or the rely on that experience. where you're in the terminal and you don't suddenly freeze because you forgot what the command is you know you've you've done this command you know maybe 10s or 20 times you know so you you get familiar with running these commands so that they're almost second nature and and the reason why you do that is because you can only you only have two hours to complete the test so that and and you have 16 questions with multiple tasks within each question. So it really becomes a game of of playing the clock, right? Where you're trying to complete these questions as, uh, complete these tasks as fast as possible so that you can really uh, make, make best, best use of that time and also complete the exam. Right?
0: Right, right, right. Yeah. So that makes sense. So, When it comes to the overall knowledge that somebody should have, of course, the CKA is more admin-focused, right? So they should be more familiar with scaling, cluster management, the overall components like etcd, the control plane itself, API server, uh, scheduler, controller, yada, yada, right? Yeah,
1: so the uh, foundations of the exam are what you would do as a Kubernetes administrator. So that involves, you know, Working with this scheduler, how to how to um, you know run applications in a high availability way in Kubernetes. L- working how you know learning how to troubleshoot. So how to troubleshoot those applications once they're running on Kubernetes? How to how do you get the logs? How do you troubleshoot connectivity issues? And how do you uh, troubleshoot when pod failure occurs? And then also there's the Working with the kubelet and working with kube proxy and working with the underlying components, the uh, control plane components um, as well, um, where you have to know, you know, what components are running on the control plane versus what components are running on the worker nodes, and how th- they work together uh, to to run the applications that that run on Kubernetes. And in addition to storage, so you have to know about uh, persistent volumes and persistent volume claims and even empty dir volumes and um, host path volumes there's also uh, the knowledge that you have to have around um you know our back so um, certain cluster roles uh cluster role bindings roles role bindings stuff like that so you really have to with this exam um the main differentiator between this one and the CKAD or even the CKS is that you're really maintaining the kubernetes system if you will or the kubernetes platform under under the hood uh, and and uh and as opposed to on the CKAD where you're more or less uh, learning how or or being tested on how to run applications on kubernetes the the CKA is you know from an administrative standpoint how are you able to maintain that application and correct things when they uh, go wrong?
0: Yeah. So one of the things that I think about, especially with this type of exam in general, is how people are using Kubernetes. So depending on the organization, but a lot of the times I would say, you know, 70-ish, maybe a little bit more percent of the time, organizations aren't rolling their own Kubernetes clusters. You know, you got organizations that or maybe they're running Kubernetes on OpenStack, or maybe they're running cube ADM, right? And they have several clusters, but a lot of the times, and correct me if I'm wrong here, organizations are running managed Kubernetes services, right? So whether it's AKS, EKS, GKE, whatever. And with that, the control plane is completely abstracted from you. So if you're a engineer, right, that's been using Kubernetes for maybe three years, but you've been using managed Kubernetes, how can you kind of like get the knowledge that you need to go through the CK, right? Because you're not gonna have that fundamental knowledge of the underlying components or maybe you will, but more from like a theoretical standpoint than from a hands on standpoint.
1: If you if if you are one of those people who work at an organization where they're using, you know, EKS, AKS or GKE, you know, I would I would recommend building a cluster on your own with cube ADM. reason why I say cube ADM is because they will uh, test you on your knowledge of cube ADM because the clusters that are on the exam are built with cube, cube ADM. And um, so this is an essential, so you kind of have to kind of uh, reverse engineer a lot of the maybe components that you've been working with. So um, you're right. The In the case that you have, that you're using managed Kubernetes, a lot of it's abstracted away. The control plane is is totally abstracted away, right? You can't even access it if you wanted to, and so you really have to become familiar with uh, building a cluster on your own with kubeADM using you know EC2 instances or or virtual machines, or using something like Minikube or or Kind or you know K3s or what ha- what what have you to uh, get familiar with. Um, so the main things are, you know, not only KubeADM, but KubeADM in terms of upgrading the components. So when you talk about uh, vulnerabilities, you a lot of times when you discover a vulnerability or you want to patch Kubernetes itself, um, you go through the process of upgrading those control plane components using KubeADM. So be familiar with that for the exam. And also when it comes to certificates, There's certain locations within the control plane where certificates are stored, which are a good thing to know for the exam. And then also there's a directory that um, actually Kubelet is unaware of in Etsy Kubernetes manifest on the control plane where any YAML that's in that directory uh, will, will spin up Again, the kubelet's not aware of it. Schedules not aware of it. Scheduler is not aware of it. But uh, will will spin up uh, resources um, objects, if you will, in Kubernetes. And so, you have to be familiar with doing these things. And and I I used to recommend Kubernetes the hard way. But what I what I found with recommending that is that people would people would get stuck uh, in a lot of ways with with following that guide. It's a really good guide. Uh, it does not include Kubeadm, however. So when when you're trying to solely prepare for the exam, um, I stopped recommending that just because it was another barrier to being able to prepare for the exam. So uh, going back to manage Kubernetes, yeah, you ha- you really have to be familiar with um, the control plane, especially with the CK exam. So I would definitely recommend. Uh, roll, rolling your own cluster and uh, bootstrapping your own cluster as they say and also beyond that to eliminate another barrier for you i i usually recommend in terms of just just the practice elements of it right so there's this uh website called killercoda.com i i really encourage you to check it out um, they they have practice clusters which are already built with cube ADM. so once you're familiar with how how that uh, process uh, of rolling your own cluster is you can go to killercoda.com and and practice some of the other elements of of the exam like storage like networking like other other things that don't necessarily include building your own cluster
0: okay yeah i think that totally makes sense and that was that was actually going to be one of my next questions which was you know let's say you only have managed uh, Kubernetes service experience and you want to go and you want to sit for the CKA. What, what's, what's ultimately the best approach to get cube ADM up and running? Cause there, there are a few options, right? You could, you could think about it from, Hey, do you have a server in your house to, Hey, how much, you know, Ram and CPU do you have on your laptop? Maybe you can just run, you know, a VMware player or or VMware fusion, depending on your operating system and spin up a couple of VMs um, using something like Killer Coda. Is there a a specific approach there that you think everybody should take? You know, hey, people could even go into Azure, AWS or whatever, and spin up a couple of VMs and and install Qubadm. So like, what do you think is the best approach there in terms of preparing for the exam? Or does it really not matter just as long as you got a couple of VMs?
1: So here's here's the thing about that, and going back to why I stopped recommending Kubernetes the hard way, which is the Kelsey Hightower guide, the the GitHub repo that's available, f- you know, free for for folks to kind of walk through. So here's the reason why I don't recommend that anymore for preparing for the CK exam. If if you're like me, you go through the Kubernetes the hard way uh, guide and you start to get distracted and or you start to go go beyond just preparing for the exam and start to, you know, start start to explore other options of deploying Kubernetes or, you know, start to go on a tangent about, you know, PKI or uh, certificate management or whatever the case may be. It uh, distracts you is, is what I'm trying to say. It distracts you from preparing for the CK exam. So my recommendation w- would be to go to killercode.com, become familiar with the KubeCTL commands, being that they're already installed. KubeADM is already installed, and and that that will remove all distractions and all barriers to entry. And later later on down the down the line. So, like I said, th- if if you're taking that full three months, which I recommend, to prepare for your exam about halfway or maybe uh, a little bit down the road start to get curious about either spinning up a cluster using ec2 instances or or virtual machines or you know on, on whatever platform you want and or use uh something like minikube or kind which is kubernetes and docker the reason why i do that is just because you know uh, like I said, if you're like me, you'll you'll get distracted with 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 the building elements of it and uh, not be able not give yourself enough time to focus on some of the some of the really essential bits that you need to prepare for the exam.
0: Uh, taking the exam out of the equation for a second, what do you think about people going through Kubernetes the hard way? Right, like you know, of course we're talking about the exam, but if if somebody's not going through the exam and they're like, you know what? I just want to learn about this process. Do you do you think that it's still relevant in today's world to know all of that stuff? Is it relevant? I know it's a it's a it's a fully loaded question, right? Yeah, because <laughs> you know, like Kubernetes the hard way. For example, for everybody that that hasn't gone through it, it is literally not using any type of automation or anything like like. So, for example, like a lot of people think kubeadm is the the raw Kubernetes way, but it's not. That's it's the more or less automated way kubernetes the hard way is going through and installing every component bit by bit like literally installing etcd literally installing the 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 certificate store like piece by piece and then connecting it all together whereas like kubeadm is yeah it's running on virtual machines but you literally run kubeadm init and poof you have this you know uh, production ready kubernetes cluster so for me, like I tell people, you know, yeah, go through it. Why not? You know, like it it, don't do it for the exam, but just go, go through it for the experience. And, you know, if you, if you go down a rabbit hole of, you know, again, like you said, right, like thinking about the PKI stuff and all that cool, great, go down the rabbit hole, you know, as long as you're learning, like, I think that that project is really good from just I want to go down a rabbit hole this weekend. I want to play around with this stuff and really see what's happening with it, right? Just to really get underneath the hood. But I, I think it's more of a lab experience, right? And a more fun experience. But because, like, in the real world, very rarely are you going to do that, right? You're going to use something like KubeADM, you're going to use something like Cluster API, you're going to use some type of automation to get your environment up and running. Nobody's hand rolling this stuff anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, exam aside, I would definitely recommend going through Kubernetes the hard way as a fun experiment. I wouldn't recommend it for like on the job training, unless you're a Kubernetes administrator. Then for sure you you would um, you would definitely need to know how all of those components work. I would say nine times out of ten, in my experience of, as a DevOps engineer, I have not had to know. Uh, I'm choosing my words wisely here, but <laughs> I've, I haven't had to know how to roll my own cluster, or even those individual components like, you know, certificate management, and you know, using CFSSL, or using um, even uh, even even setting up distributed SCD data stores. Um, a lot of that's automated as well. Uh, you know, for on the job training, is my in my experience as a DevOps engineer, I've only dealt with managed Kubernetes, so EKS, AKS, and um, Open OpenShift. So my experience has always been, you know, getting in there, you know, troubleshooting whatever whatever I need to troubleshoot, you know, being able to fix something in the cluster, and then also being able to uh, deploy applications onto the cluster. But I would say if you're a Kubernetes administrator, and that's that's your, that's your job is to, let's say you, you know, spin up new clusters for your job. I would definitely recommend it in that case. So it just depends.
0: One, one more question for you, and then we can go ahead and we can wrap up. And the, the last question is around the CKAD and the CK overall. Now, in my humble opinion, I think that the CKA is the most important Kubernetes certification, because it teaches you the underlying components and how to think about those underlying components, uh, how they all connect, how they all talk, how it all works. I think that it is, again, the most important Kubernetes certification. However, the reality is, is that in the largely abstracted world that we live in today, with especially with managed Kubernetes, you're never touching the control plane right? You're never really doing anything with the control plane. So in in your opinion, do you think that at some point the CKA will either go away or be reformatted in a sense? Uh, Like, do you think that it's going to still stay in porn and relevant with, again, you know, managed Kubernetes, these serverless Kubernetes offerings that we're seeing like GKA autopilot, um, OpenShift, all these options, like with all these options coming out and becoming the norm, do you think that? This, the knowledge of the CKA and the CKA exam will stay as is.
1: Um, over the over the years, we've seen the CKA exam change from from being more security focused. Um, in the in the past, it, it it's included things like network policy and more kind of uh, RBAC focus. Um, that has since changed and been kind of spun out into the CKS exam, which is the security exam for for Kubernetes that in my opinion is not only the hardest exam of the three but it's i think will will become more of a focus than the cka exam but in terms of the cka exam going away i don't think it'll go away because it i think it's so important to understand have that foundational understanding of how the cluster works especially when it comes to networking storage and containers in general and how they uh, operate in a kubernetes cluster i think that's that's um in my experience been the the lacking thing that or the um or the obstacle for most most organizations as they try to transition to kubernetes and getting the and getting all of your uh coworkers on board right i i can't tell you how many times i've worked with folks who have been, you know, operations person or even a developer for 10 20 years and they're they're just so they get so frustrated with kubernetes because it abstracts the it abstracts everything away, right? It's 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 a different way of looking at networking. It's a little it's a different way of looking at storage. So it's it's a new thing for people to understand. And I think the CKA provides a pathway to to gain that understanding. And whether you take the certification or not, I think going through that practice and, and having that understanding is going to be useful going forward because containers and container orchestration, microservices and distributed systems in general are not going away anytime soon.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Well, Chad, thank you so much for coming on. Now is the time to please do all of your plugs. So any books, courses, content, where people can find you, all that good stuff.
1: Like I said, I have the book, asing the Certified Kubernetes Administrator Exam. If you want 35% off, um, use the code PODCYBR22 and you could get 35% off the book. I have, you know, there's the, there's KubeCon coming up next month and I'll be going to Detroit. So I hope to see you there. Please uh, send, send me a message on Twitter. My DMs are open. My Twitter handle is Chad M as in Michael Kroll, all one word, Chad M Kroll, C-R-O-W-E-L-L. And additionally, I have this community that I'm starting called Cube Skills. Um, So go to kubeskills.com k-u-b-e-s-k-i-l-l-s.com i'm starting an awesome community of fellow kubernetes enthusiasts and so i encourage you to join it's totally free and we'll have some good discussions in there as well
0: awesome well chad thank you so much for coming on really appreciate it and for everybody listening thank you so much for your support we hope that you enjoyed the episode take care